Did you guys know that even talking to kids about sex means you're a pedophile? <laughs> this was just posted. I've heard that recently. Posted in the Milford Borough page. Nice. Wow. Yeah, that's a ridiculous post. I, I feel like <laughs> the issue with this non-issue being crafted into an issue is, is it an intentional lack of uh, intentional like misunderstanding about the word sex or because the word sex has multiple meanings people can use it in the way that they want to imply depending on who they want to you know suggest is a good person or a pedo yeah i think i think that's it because i don't think actual fucking is anywhere in the bill no and you're clearly not paying close attention to psychological studies when I was six years old, my stepfather gave me a gigantic stack of Playboys that I kept asking him for, because I knew he had them. Yes. My mom was okay with this. They handed me the stack of Playboys. I went and immediately looked at all of them, and then yes. went next door and killed my neighbors. <laughs> Do you not see the fucking correlation between even the hint of sex and a child will drive them fucking crazy? Um, I, I, I get it, and I hear a lot of that. I mean- Prior to these heroes coming in and writing this legislation, I mean, kindergartners, male kindergartners were blowing dudes two, three at a time for mm-hmm. lunch money, and then they heard the word straight, boom, they turned it right back around. Because all now it takes is a glance. they're themselves to women. Right. Yeah. Then they just start trying to go down on women. Yeah. It, thank goodness. And then just for shits and giggles, someone went over and whispered gay in their ear, and they were like, oh, wait a minute. Okay. Put all the dicks uh, in my back. mouth. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Hundred percent, the true story. Also, until they introduce this bill, I mean, in Florida, rampant child sex amongst children, just nonstop, constant fucking all over the fucking place. Yeah, mostly between Florida Representative Matt Gates <laughs> <Yeah>. and children. <laughs> Was this a veiled bill to help us protect us from him? Uh, apparently, he's probably in favor of this bill. That had again. I mean, we've discussed it though, like, privately and on this show that. Whatever Republicans are accusing you of, 99% of the time it's projection. Yeah. So, yeah, I figure this bill is probably supported by people like Matt Gates and Ted Nugent. <laughs> no, I'm definitely in the Marjorie Taylor Green camp. Mitch, I'm sorry, Mitt Romney is a pedophile. Yep. So obvious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who would I trust Trust with a kid, Mitt Romney or Marjorie Taylor Green? Yeah. Clearly. <laughs> Mitt Romney. Because in reality, Mitt Romney ten out of ten times. But yeah, <laughs> I feel like they, I mean, is there a possibility that they're gonna like because they shoot this pedophile term at everybody for everything? Mm. Uh, you're a pedophile now if you oppose this bill. You're a pedophile now if you work for Disney or support Disney. I believe. Yeah. Uh, if you vote for the Supreme Court, if you voted for Kajanji uh, Jackson Brown, you're a pedophile. Right, yeah. Like, is this gonna right. like? When an actual pedophile shows up, are we going to be like, people are going to be like, yeah, whatever. Okay, yeah, you call him a pedophile? Well, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, kind of like. Boy, you cried de- wolf. Yeah. You're kind of defanging the word. Yeah, definitely. Start- yeah, again, like priests and mm-hmm. Matt Gates. <laughs> to start going British and calling him pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine, and I will support that, but I will not call it aluminium foil. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Hi, 
Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast, a.k.a. the Soaring Eagles of Freedom, for Tuesday, April 12th, 2022. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. On this podcast, we talk about news, politics, and religious nonsense, and give opinions from a secular point of view. If you'd like to join in on our conversation, you can sign up on our Patreon page, which will allow you to chat with us directly while we record on Tuesday nights right around 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, if you can't do that, you could still post something to our Facebook page or tweet to us at ProfaneArg. This week, um, I've got a story where you, we, we've got to check out the dick on uh, Minnie Mouse. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah. We, we're already hitting Disney, but we'll hit Disney again later. This a trans oh, thing, or what's going on here? <laughs> I'm pumped. It's a gift card thing, but yeah, you know, we'll we'll check it out when we get there. Okay. First thing I wanted to mention, uh, Mubarak Bala. We had talked about him previously. He's 37 year old president of the Humanist Association of Nigeria. What a brave person! Mm-hmm. Yeah. However, he was sentenced this week, 24 years in prison by a high court. Why? Well, because he posted a few things to Facebook. Wow. Um, There is an associated story on uh, ModernGhana.com that tells his whole story. Basically, in 2014, he announced on his Facebook page that he was no longer Muslim, but an atheist. This... Basically, it hasn't stopped since. He was admitted to a mental institution by his family. He was there for 18 days, uh, where they administered medications to correct his mental defects. Uh, After those 18 days, he got out and was just completely... It was unrelenting. Uh, Right up until April 2020, where he made posts on Facebook uh, against Islam. Basically because of all the crap that he'd been getting and the death threats against him and his family, his wife and child. Um, And then he was arrested for those posts. And the last week he pled guilty to charges of making inciting statements on Facebook and judge immediately sentenced him to 24 years in prison. That's a little ridiculous. And I I I would argue that it is unbelievably ridiculous yeah and horrifying yeah yeah i mean i just uh, it's a point of clarification he didn't just post to facebook though he was the president of the humanist association of nigeria right so we led with that yeah it wasn't just a, a personal facebook page but still outrageous yeah completely outrageous so a lot of human rights people are trying to support him trying to get him out of prison i mean it's it's ridiculous mm. to imprison somebody for saying they're an atheist. That's, that's really what he did. He's not even trying to get people to quit Islam. He's just saying, I did, and if you did, you know, there's there's more than just you. We're here to help. That's pretty much what he's he's posted. He posted uncomplimentary messages about Islam. Yeah. Wow. It's a religion of peace, though. That's fine. <laughs> Oh, well, the one thing I did want to mention, I was trying to find where it was. Tony Perkins, who is the head of the, I can't remember the name of it right now, Family Council, Family Research Council or something like that. In any case, he he actually came out and said, Mubarak Bala should not be in jail for this. Like, he is speaking out on Mubarak's 
behalf <laughs> because he knows that it's just wrong. Like, even somebody like Tony Perkins knows it's wrong. Come on, people. <laughs> Somewhat similarly, I wanted to bring up a metal band. Uh, the name of the metal band is Confess. Uh, they were charged with blasphemy and anti-government propaganda back in 2015. They are Iranian. Oh. I can't even imagine doing this in Iran, but hey, they did. Uh, so they have since sought political asylum in Norway and have put out their most recent album. And after their most recent album, they have been sentenced in Iran to 14 and a half years in prison and 70, 74 lashes in absentia. Whew. So no going home. No. Yeah. They do not live in Iran anymore. That is for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I took a listen. If there's a couple of their songs on YouTube, I took a listen. They're really heavy speed metal. So just <laughs> just a warning. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, after a couple, you know, I listened to one of their songs and I started the second song. I'm not sure what language he's speaking. <laughs> so, you know, it's that kind of metal. <laughs> nice. And considering I'm, I'm in the metal, that, that's saying something. Well, it's similar, yes, in this article, it's, if you like Lamb of God, Slayer, and Sepultura, you'll find a lot more here than the Iranian author authoritarians did. So, yeah, not normally my favorite. So, <laughs> <laughs> what do they now, speak? They speak Farsi in Iran? Is that right? Yes, that sounds accurate. Hmm. Probably Farsi or Arabic or both. Mm. Ray, do you like metal enough that if your only options were give up metal or 14 years in prison and beaten savagely 74 times, would you choose metal? I'm thinking no. That's, uh, okay. no. And I don't even think that's their only option. Right. I feel like, again, I don't know what they're saying and I haven't heard any of their albums, but if I was really passionate about my music and I was like... Maybe if we don't title our next album <laughs> Death to Allah, we'll be okay. <laughs> they were like, nah, I don't see anything working better than that. <laughs> Let's stick with that. Well, if you could move to Norway and keep metal, would it be not so bad? Then is it acceptable? Yeah, I'd like to move to Norway. I've never mm -hmm. been there, but that'd be neat. Yeah. That'd be a fun experience. That seems I don't like... want to move there because I'm being hunted. Well, sure. <laughs> Norwegian metal, I imagine, is a fairly big scene. Actually, I've I've seen oh, some sure. Norwegian metal bands. So, so I just wanted to mention those because horrendous political slash blasphemy stuff that we've been following. But moving back to the United States, do want to mention Katanji Brown Jackson, which we mentioned prior to the show. I don't know if I'm leaving that bin in or not. I want to figure that out. But has been confirmed as justice to the Supreme Court. So yay, yay. yay. <laughs> Yeah, 53 to 47, so that's exactly what we expected. Uh, but along with that, Marjorie Taylor Greene again, she continues down the path of if you voted for uh, Justice Brown, then you're obviously in support of pedophilia. Or pedophilia, uh, <laughs> God damn it, <laughs> a pedophile yourself. Right. Not right. just supporting it. Right. That that's that's quite a stretch there, Margie. No, that's just enough for those mouth breathers to go. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Makes sense to me. Wow. That leads me to a story about her. A lot of uh, well, some voters in Georgia, supported Ugh. by a, uh, a humanist group out of Texas, I believe, are suing, trying to make it so that she cannot run for office again 
this year. They are using, I think it's part of the 14th Amendment, basically, that, that states that you cannot be part of an insurrection and run for office. So because she supported the January 6th riot slash insurrection, uh, they're saying that she should not be allowed to run for uh, Congress anymore. And the federal judge on Friday says the court the case can continue. So it, there, yeah, there's, there, somebody else is being sued for the same reason. Josh? No, Madison Cawthorn was being sued for the same reason, and it was immediately dismissed. Okay. Right. Okay. However, yeah, the judge is saying that this one can move forward. Now, mm. she, Green, is also countersuing, saying that the law that they are using to do this is unconstitutional and should be struck from uh, the the part of the 14th Amendment. Because She's arguing that the Constitution is unconstitutional? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's. And I she, feel like that's big even for her, but nah, and, probably not. And wants to change something in the Constitution? I thought that was unheard of. That's true. It is immutable. <laughs> yeah, it's not <laughs> what the founding fathers intended. Right. <laughs> if I learned anything from Bobert. Yeah, because she knows what they intended. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I don't think. Yeah, I was going to say, and I don't think the founding fathers had anything to do with this. I feel like this was added after the Civil War, <laughs> exactly. So that re re what reconstruction. Mm. So that if you were involved in trying to secede from the country and form your own country, that we might not want you in power. After this whole Andrew Johnson situation, we were trying to sort it out and, of course, failed. And will fail again. Because learning from history is not something this country does well. Oh, to be fair. We only have 200 years of it, but that's way too much. To be fair, it's not something that humans are good at either. We, we, We don't learn our lessons of the past. Uh, speak for yourself. (laughs) <laughs> Everyone I date has been perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, true. I mean, you know, Russian history, you know, human history of atrocities. This, this is, you know, we don't learn from past lessons as a society. You individually, yes, you do. But <laughs> as a society, uh, no. I don't know, Karen. I'm still willing. To, we're still willing to give trickle down economics another try. <laughs> I, I, I think, It'll work this time. I, I think it's going to work eventually. <laughs> Let's just keep trying it. Okay. No. <laughs> By the way, uh, Ian was exactly correct. The 14th Amendment was specifically ratified shortly after the Civil War to do exactly that, to keep uh, people from the Confederacy from returning to Congress. So, yeah. Um, and her argument is that that is no longer the case. It was a, a one, you know, that was applied specifically for this. Um, then, So her lawsuit it's not that bad. Like it's it's a it's a reasonable argument that that I think her lawsuit is trying to make. However, that's from her lawyers because when she's questioned mm. about January six, her answer is, "Well, it was just a one time." <laughs> I mean, only only how many people died? It was a one time treason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like, well, yeah, I tried to rob the bank and I didn't get away with it, and it was just the once though. So. <laughs> Need you a mulligan. Just let me go. <laughs> wow, that, that's. that's I, I'm, I'm actually surprised that when when asked about the suit against her, she didn't go. In all honesty, it's the worst thing since the Holocaust. <laughs> <laughs> that, <laughs> that is usually the go to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like the Holocaust. It's just like it. Jeez. I would suggest that what she is facing now is worse. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, yeah, that's reasonable too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's a dum-dum. All right, next thing that I've got 
I wanted to talk about this guy, not because he was on Bill Maher, but he was on Bill Maher this last week. David which Mamet. Is, which is amazing because I do not watch Bill Maher anymore, and I watched that episode <laughs> for some reason. Go on. So there's, <laughs> there's an article on Rolling Stone about this. Hopefully, I mean, you can get a few free articles from Rolling Stone before you have to subscribe. Hopefully you can see it. But this guy, he, he's apparently a really great writer. He's he's written all kinds of stuff. Books, plays, scripts from movies, like all sorts you've of ne- different you, things. You've never heard of David Mamet? No. I don't pay attention to authors that much. All right. The things that he had done when they were listed off to me, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, you know, I recognized a bunch of it. But he was on Bill Maher, and one of the first things that Bill brought up was in his most recent book, on page two, he specifically says how Biden stole the election. He references the election being stolen. And Bill brought this up and was like, you're not, like, really? He's like, can we talk about this? And David Mamet immediately was like, look, you know, I phrased it wrong. That's not what, the way I meant it to come out and blah, 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 which is kind of odd because writing a book, there's a lot of editing process and rereading and that, that that would seem odd. But in any case, he backed it up. He he took a step back and was like, that's not how I meant it. And Bill was like, so you don't think the election was stolen? And he said no. And everybody was like, whew, OK, he's not he's not that big of a of a crazy i get it however then i saw this article in the rolling stone which is about david mamet who talks about the don't say gay bill in florida and he talks about how yeah the uh the left is trying to groom children to get used to lgbtq and He's he's went completely down the far right path of if you if you say gay in front of a kid you're grooming them Ugh. for what though gay uh, nation baby gay nation <laughs> I think well the part they're not saying is that what they are are hinting towards is that you're grooming them to be accepting of it which yes yes mm-hmm. no, you should be accepting exactly of other people no you are grooming them because you want a gay nation. A-, a nation that accepts gay people? Yes, nope. that's what we All want. All gays, no <laughs> straights. Jesus, the writing is on the wall. Don't you see it? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> All gay. They want everything gay. Well, it wouldn't last very long. I mean, I suppose we could just go straight up adoption, but... Gee. Well, listen, Karen. <laughs> the non-existent climate change is going to kill us in two or three generations at most. So let's just turn everybody gay. Oh. <laughs> have a lovely world to die in. <laughs> All right. And... Round it out that way. <laughs> yeah, all these rich gays adopt African children anyway. That's how they'll get their children. <laughs> and then they'll make them gay. Uh, okay. <laughs> because, because Karen, I wake up every day hating groups of people. I hate them. Mm. I think about them all the time, and I fucking despise them, and I want them wiped off the planet. Therefore, everybody else must think like I do, right? Gay people hate straight people and want them removed. Right. They hate looking at their straightness. It makes them feel weird when they see straight people kissing. <laughs> it's gross. <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what these fucking people are thinking. <laughs> well, the, the people think that unless you are a, you know, a, a good white Christian like me, you are the enemy. You're absolutely right. Yep. You must be quiet and in your place if you're not a good white Christian like me. Alpha asks in Discord, how do you make someone gay? Apparently, you just say gay around them. 
Right? Yeah. Just once, say the word. Just once. The mere <laughs> mention yeah. of it. God forbid they go to a local library and see a book on display about this. Mi- uh, then there's no going back. Yeah, because you know what? Words stay in place. You know what I'm saying? Like words, they fade away when you speak them aloud. <laughs> yes. You know, it's not constant yes. unless it's recorded, but the written word. Oh, <laughs> that's generations could be reading that gay shit. <laughs> Funny you mentioned that. That's exactly where the next article is. Nice. Um, article on CNN is talking about the escalating red state efforts to ban more books just across the board. Like it's starting as a K through 12 school librarians, that sort of thing, where they can say, well, I don't, you know, I pay taxes and I don't want my kids reading about th- that sort of thing and blah, blah, blah. But it's be- it's going well beyond that. Uh, Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, and Texas, the, well, I mean, that that's just expected. <laughs> the Freedom Caucus of States. <laughs> right. <laughs> they are going well beyond that. Public libraries are being hit as well. Basically, if anybody, if, if a prosecutor or, or anybody says that library has stuff that I find offensive to my community and my social standards. Yeah, it, the, there are laws being put in place in these states that will allow them to not just have the books removed, but have be a, enable the the parents or whoever to sue the public libraries. And again, this will be a per instance. So if they have 12 books and they're there for, you know, a year, then that's 12 times 365 times $10,000 or whatever. It's insane laws like that to just stop all public books. Is it um, the public library they're doing? They want this done? Yeah. Yeah. There are laws, uh, well, legislation in those four states, if not others. So I have a trivia question for you then. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, what so what states... year are we actually living in? <laughs> <laughs> now, what states do you think have the most banned books in America? So which state? California. <laughs> you think California bans more books than any other state? Probably. I mean, no. it sounds like a trick question. So Yeah, that, that, yeah. yeah that's why I was, I was like, Pennsylvania. That also stank of a trick question. Utah. <laughs> I haven't heard the top number one yet. I did hear number two. Number two is Pennsylvania. Wow. Yeah. Well, you know how the middle of this state is. Yeah. Very true. Number one, of course, is Texas. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, I don't know the other ones, but I got to Pennsylvania and went, what? <laughs> really? But what are what are those books that are banned? I, that, unknown. But this is not new. This is, this is you know, up until this point, Pennsylvania has banned more books in this country other than Texas. Now, in schools or in, in public libraries? Mm, I guess I don't know the yeah. answer to that question. I would imagine if it doesn't say that it's either, which would mean probably mostly schools. Yes. Probably. I'm just curious if they were like banned a long time ago and then never, you know, nobody ever bothered to like unban them. Yeah, I saw I think Jeff has has uh saved us with the actual answer to that question. Nice. School Pretty districts safe. by the look of it. School districts. So 86 school districts in 26 states, more than a thousand books. Wow. Again, it just comes back to if there's something that somebody doesn't want you to read, you should probably go out of your way to check it out. Right. Yeah. Oh, Florida was number three. Unless it's Mein Kampf. You should probably skip that one. Uh, it's, it's still <laughs> instructive reading. You just not, should not do it in a vacuum. <laughs> okay, you can read it, but then you can't leave it on your nightstand for the rest of your fucking life and <laughs> right. read a passage every night, okay? And, and don't read it as scripture or a guidebook. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Don't listen as your what are your top all time five. <laughs> yeah. Don't that, that's that's bad. But as a you know, banned books should be read for 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 reasons. <laughs> yeah, including books like that. The actual sad part about that is, is you'll probably get to some of the banned books that they've told you not to read, and you'd be like, "That was Boring. it." Yeah, because yeah, they because they said gay in it one time. This book sucks. <laughs> or you know, it had two male mice holding hands. That's the sort of thing that yeah, they really yeah, that'll get a book. But uh, yeah, anything. Sorry, anything that's supposed. I'm with Jared. Anything that's seemingly controversial when you're actually ex- before I had read it, I was expecting to be shocked to my core from reading Catcher in the Rye. Mm. I couldn't have been less interested. I struggled to finish that boring ass book. <laughs> I'm not sure I ever read that one. What it, it, what is about it that makes it banned? That people people I don't know. Oh. They they use the f word handful of times. Mm. I don't know. I remember the book being really boring. <laughs> All right, maybe it. the protagonist may or may not have had sex in it once, so that could have could have been it. Yeah, foul language. Yeah. Well, there you go. Hmm. Ow, my freaking ears! <laughs> <laughs> all right, next thing that I, I I got this is a question for you. Would you all like to be a juror, not in a production of Twelve Angry Men, but something called America's Grand Jury? is holding a mock trial to prosecute the crimes of Dr. Anthony Fauci. And <sighs> you, yes, you, can be a VIP juror, because that's a thing that definitely exists. Uh-oh, that sounds expensive. Wait, did they give me money, or do I have to give them money? For the price of, from $25 <laughs> to $10,000... fuck's sake, why did we not think of this? <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> People who loathe Anthony Fauci uh, enough to give up five evenings to pretend convicting him can join the jury that will be undoubtedly decide to bring him and his bandits to justice. Oh, my God. Uh, Are they no, actually going to deliberate or just, I mean... What? <laughs> it's five days. I would fucking hope so. But I mean, now... Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, sorry. Is it like a real jury? And at the end of the five days, can I still be like, nope, not guilty? And then it's a hung trial? <laughs> and everybody's wasted their money? <laughs> I, Are you physically there or do you vote online? Because if you're physically there, you're going to get killed so, if you do that, so... It, it, it says that those who are not content to merely cast a vote and hobnob in the chat room can pay $100 to receive a t-shirt and be on the Zoom call yes. with the prosecutors. Up to uh, up that to $250 and the t-shirt becomes a hat, Ooh. plus the title of Super Juror Plus, <laughs> <laughs> which like definitely plus. means something. I don't, I don't know what. <laughs> if you pay $2,500 or more, you will get to hang out in the green room with potential super sp- <laughs> yeah that's that's physically you get to actually go to the green room which will be a, your potential super spreader event mm. <laughs> because now, of who you're hanging out with do you think they're going to get like a fake fauci to come in and testify like an actor playing fauci oh that i don't know cuz that would be <laughs> awesome i i'd like to audition yeah. for that role they should have to, uh, who played him on uh, on Saturday night live it was uh well, Kate McKinnon Brad was Pitt. it Brad Pitt. yeah oh okay <laughs> Yeah, have Brad Pitt come in and play him. <laughs> so it's actually being pro- – the America's Grand Jury's prosecutorial team is led by the former Indiana State Attorney General, equally known for his Elvis impersonations and drunkenly groping women, Mr. Curtis Hill. 
So he's actually a, a, a former state attorney, although why should I be surprised? I shouldn't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> this is just another chance to cash in. Mm. Yeah. But also, you know what? If it makes these people feel better, like if they go to sleep at night going, well, we got him in the mock trial. We and did that something. Count for, yeah, we got, you know, <laughs> maybe they'll shut up. <laughs> well, it's like the people that were uh, driving their trucks around Washington, D.C. People ignored them and then they eventually just wandered off. <laughs> And they felt that they succeeded because now there are no mask mandates. Except okay. they're all coming back. <laughs> Except for Philly. Philadelphia. Bring it back. Yep. <laughs> Morons. That criminal mastermind, Dr. Anthony Tony Bones Fauci. <laughs> <laughs> I would mention also, if you're not that angry about uh, Fauci and you want to still lose a whole bunch of your money to these people, they will later be doing the same type of thing. Upcoming fake trials for Hillary Clinton and Hunter Biden. Ooh. Not Jared Kushner with all the shit he embroiled in this week? <laughs> Apparently. Wait, $2 billion from the Saudi Empire? <laughs> nice. Hey, real quickly, since we were talking about Bill Maher and David Mamet before, hmm. And this is, and of course, leave it to Bill within the first fucking 10 minutes of show to put, put me off again. Right. Are we ever going to, like, properly address this mask thing? Because I constantly see, well, remember in the beginning they told us not to wear masks, and then they told us to wear masks. I'm pretty sure from the get-go, when I recall when this first started, the pandemic, that they said, please don't wear a mask because medical professionals need them right now. Right. I remember that, that from day one. Yeah, it was, Correct. they did not want to rush on the N95 on masks. masks. Right. Yeah. I just, like, there was never a time that I thought Dr. Fauci told me I never need to wear a mask for this. Correct. The first That's thing exactly I saw was <laughs> don't, don't, you don't need a, an N95 mask. Make, you know, get another kind of mask. Like, that was what they said, because the medical professionals saw that they were going to be going through them like mad by the thousands every day at a hospital. So, yeah, they, they said, we don't want the citizens to also be fighting us for this, so make your own mask. And they, so they, I never heard, maybe I missed it, but I never heard wearing a mask, wearing a mask does no good. I heard, do your own mask thing. Like, you don't need an, an, an N95. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I do recall the Surgeon General doing a performance of how to, how to make your own mask with a rubber band and... Yeah, like t-shirt arm or something. Yeah. Huh. So I am, it drives me fucking nuts when this is put out in the media and it just hangs there without anybody correcting that. Mm. They're just like, well, remember when... The, and even if that is true, even if that is true in the beginning of it and they said, well, right now we don't think you need a mask and then they're like, oh yeah, you need a mask. They are not automatic experts on this fucking virus that just came out. Right, right. You know, they don't know everything about it, all right? We I, are still learning things about it today. Yeah. There were, oh. I did hear things like that from some medical professionals saying, look, we don't know what this is. It could be airborne. It might not be. We just don't know yet. It looks like it is, but we have no facts yet. So Yeah, remember we were furiously washing our hands and not mm -hmm. touching shit? Turns out that wasn't that big of a deal. Right. And I would think that Bill Maher would know better than to come on and then accuse, you know, science is wrong sometimes, is what he said on his show. Science is wrong because they got it wrong. No, 
Science is based on the data available at the time, and the data changes. And if science will adapt, because science is a process. Science isn't a fucking Bible that tells you what's good and bad and what will send you to hell or heaven. It's not black and white. Science is a process that looks at data and goes, huh, the data has changed. I'm going to change my answer and try to adapt as fast as possible to keep people as safe as possible. It doesn't mean it was wrong. It means that the data changed and we've improved our answer. The, the people in this country have this strange obsession about knowing the, the pure 100% answer. There is no pure 100% answer. It's all shades of gray. It, it, you need to just listen to – I mean, even now, people are like, oh, mask mandate, not mask mandate. Well, no, do – Think about it. Where are you going? What is your personal risk? If you're 25 years old and fit and healthy and you don't have asthma and you're going to the supermarket, you probably don't need to wear a mask. But if you're 75 and you want to go to a casino, maybe you should wear one. This no. is not no, difficult. No, no, We are not pivoting. You can pivot <laughs> that far. I will not pivot that far. Nothing has fucking changed. <laughs> Same amount of virus. If you're 25 and you're healthy, you still have the same amount of chance of taking that virus and infecting well, someone who is vulnerable because you're selfish and you're fucking lazy. Fuck you people. That's true. No. Yeah. No, do your own, make your own. Fuck you. No. Well, and that's the other thing that uh, that the that went on. It's just a sense we're railing against Bill Maher. At least I am. Um, <laughs> the other thing that he was. I'm always railing against Bill Maher. <laughs> that guy is a dog. The, uh, well, you do get the worst of him. Like everything that we agree with him on, we don't bring up on this show. But yeah. that's true. I listen. And I've come to the conclusion. I said to my girlfriend, I was like, yeah, I don't like it when he when he's talking about COVID and shit like that, because that shit drives me crazy, but I go, I do love it when he rails on fucking Republicans. Right. It is amazing, and he is great at it. <laughs> but the other thing that I was going to, to mention is that that he gets wrong, is the whole, well, you know, they keep changing about when a mask is works and when it doesn't, and no, that, that mm -hmm. isn't changing. It's just that we we tried to impose masks on everyone because we knew it would help a, a large percentage of the time. Like the the idea that well now you can you have to wear a mask when you're moving around in a restaurant but you don't have to wear it when you're eating well it's because we're trying to open the country back up but yet still keep people wearing masks like right it's also because you can't physically put food in your mouth with a mask on <laughs> yeah yeah because we have to open these restaurants because people will because our government will not just give people money forever to wait this out right well not forever just to wait this out it was right. I mean think about what happened I was just thinking about the other thing I'm like what a pittance. Mm. of help we got months later i'm like somebody in real dire straits who has rent to pay and kids to feed and they're like well here's your 1200 bucks i hope that covers you for i don't know the past six months mm -hmm. it's like <laughs> meanwhile corporations got millions and millions of dollars yeah i mean a a well-known weather corporation down the street got 40 I forget how many is it multiple millions of dollars to not um, fire people. Meanwhile, they're all working from home. They didn't need a penny of it. That nothing changed in their day to day operation. They got millions of dollars. That's bullshit. But Give I it. learned from Ian's favorite congressman, Matt Gates, <laughs> that if you make a prediction or a statement based on what little knowledge you have and past experiences, if you are off slightly on that prediction, you need to be fired. And your whole program needs to be re reworked because clearly the Pentagon is spending way too much time on wokeness and not preparedness because they said Russia was going to overrun the Ukraine in four days. Mm. And they didn't do it. So this guy 
has got his head up his ass as far as being woke. <laughs> so don't make any predictions, people, because if you are 1% off, you are lying to us. <laughs> right. Again, it's the, you know, 100% right or 100% wrong. You can't be mostly right and just yeah. got the one thing wrong. People underestimated two things on the whole Ukraine thing. One, the willpower of the Ukrainian people. And mm. two, the complete lack of caring for the uh, of the Russian forces. Well, and even the, the guy even said the one uh, who he was, I forget the head of who he was, was like, did it even enter your thought? Like, maybe they didn't overrun in four days because of what we did to help them as well? Right. Yeah. <laughs> there was Javelins time. and stingers. Yeah. Makes a the, makes a huge difference when you're being invaded by a force of tanks. And the amazing incompetence of the Russians, too. That was a little unanticipated, I think. Yeah. Well, no, not according to Matt Gates. It's uh, uh, we failed this prediction because they might have had a speaker come in and teach people about pronouns. So after it happened, <laughs> Matt Gates knew exactly what was going to happen. Sure, mm. yeah. And again, while watching that, I'm like, isn't this guy under investigation for pedophilia? Like real Still. pedophilia? <laughs> yeah. Like actual, right? Yeah, yeah. Not the kind where he supported somebody. Or, <laughs> we, you know, it's it's such a sad state of affairs where we yeah. have to use the word actual in front of the word pedophilia. <laughs> We got a real, <laughs> real case of pedophilia here, folks. And surprise, right. he's a Republican. Anything, uh, anything else on that? I'm going to move on. So this was kind of a follow-up, kind of, a, I was going to transition off the whole book banning thing onto this, and I totally failed by putting another article in between. But um, in Tennessee, I think we had have to talk about the... Uh, the law that they were putting in place in Tennessee, the the marriage law, the new Tennessee marriage law that basically allowed right. you to it, it removed the age restriction from marriage. Lovely. Leave it to Tennessee. <laughs> uh, no, nothing like removing age restrictions from marriage to help tamp down those pedophiles. Right. <laughs> Again, wow. just throwing it out there, this was a Republican bill. This was brought up and supported by the Republicans. Did you now, even they, really need to say that? I mean, really. I just <laughs> need just to make, make it sure clear. it's out there. So <laughs> they've changed it now because it got such news media attention. It is now, they did specify 18 and over, but upon closer inspection, really the age thing wasn't what they were going for. Mm -hmm. They were really trying to attack LGBTQ relationships they were really trying to make sure that they had it in there that marriage was between an, a man and a woman now how were they doing that by making a new version of getting married where you don't have to seek a license but you can just do a uh, common law marriage but it has to be between a man and a woman and that gets rid of the you know, the, the quote-unquote loophole that the LGBTQ people have been using in order to get married in Tennessee. So the redefining marriage. <laughs> by, that, by loophole, they mean federal law? Yeah. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Recently codified federal law held up by the Supreme Court. So but, they're, they're, go, they're going after o o Obergefell already? Yeah. Yes. Wow. That was but quick. they're doing it in a way that does not directly impact Obergefell mm. because they're they're just sidestepping. They're creating a new law that doesn't involve marriage licenses, so it steps around the Oberfell ruling. That's what they were really trying to do, and they just accidentally created a thing where you could marry your seven-year-old cousin, and it was fine. Or they did that as the, ooh, look at the monkey, and let the, you know, the outrage, and then they went, oh, sorry about that. We fixed that. Nothing to see here. 
And everybody went, oh, phew, fix that, and walked away. I hope the satanic church immediately started marrying children. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if they would do that. I think they have more morals than that. (laughs) Yeah, pretty sure. Well, they could have been unofficial fake marriages. (laughs) Right. Well, they're not required to get a license according to this, so I don't know. It, it, it's again it's another it, it's a complete sidestep they're not running at the laws they're not trying to change the laws because they know that's going to be rough so they're just sidestepping it and saying you don't have to follow those laws we're going to do it a completely different way like the whole texas you can you know get a bounty for for suing somebody on abortion it's the same kind of mindset absolutely crazy so is it the same? So Jeff pointed out, it was Jeff pointed out, that there is a Tennessee Republican, John Rose, who married a college undergraduate. Now, one might wonder, you know, how old was he when he married the college undergraduate? Well, he was 45. The college undergraduate was 21, okay. which is- They're both adults. Both adults. Yeah. You know, they had been- Okay. I don't have anywhere further to go with yeah, that. Yeah. It's just creepy. Yeah. Not illegal, but creepy. As I met when she was seventeen. Jeff both point out, met when she was seventeen is is the real problem. That's creepier. They married. Yeah, that makes sense. So they married four years after they met. So that's an inappropriate relationship. Same same note, but different. Di- yeah. I just found out the other day. I had no idea Paul Walker was a pedophile. Whoa! How dare you speak of him that way? <laughs> well, it was true. Paul Walker. When, he- when Paul when Paul Walker was thirty three years old. He began a romantic relationship with his 15-year-old daughter, Meadow's best friend, who was 16, Ooh. and continued dating her until they died. Until she died. No, he died. She's okay. So from the age of 16 until the age of 24, Paul Walker was in a relationship with an underaged woman. That really, that that was a, a I was shocked. Yeah, that's surprising. What? Yeah. Not that I not, that. not that I held Paul Walker to some high standard or anything. But no, again, neither did I. But yeah, I'm surprised it's never been. I've never heard that before. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, fuck Paul Walker then. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, surprise, surprise. He went to Village Christian School. Hmm. Wonder if it's related. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy. All right. Uh, another state law, and it's not really preying on children, but using children in order to grease up their greedy little hands <laughs> in Ohio. There is a bill that's being named, well, it's being called the Backpack Bill. Um, This is a new run at uh, bilking the state's money for your own personal pocket, really. But what's going on is Representatives Reardon McLean from Upper Sandusky and Marilyn John from Richland County have joined forces with the Center for Christian Virtue. Yeah. What are they doing? They are coming up with a way to get from, well, they're not really sure how much money it is. Anywhere from $150 million to $1 billion annually from the state's new FAIR school funding plan. So FAIR school funding is where they take all of your tax dollars for schools that are supposed to go to public schools so that everybody gets a good education They're taking that money and saying, well, the kids might not be going to public schools. We should give each child a voucher. Ah, the voucher system. Put the voucher in their backpack, and the voucher goes wherever the kid goes. So if the kid's getting an education here or there or wherever, that's where the money should go. That's how this should work. And what that is is a way to take your public money and send it to private schools. It seems like an easy thing to fix be like 
That's not how it works. Right. <laughs> Public schools only. Yeah. Why, yeah. Is, why is it a real problem? Because of three rules about private schools. Private schools remain exempt from the same level of financial and academic scrutiny that applies to public schools, so there's no one overlooking them. Private schools do not have to enroll students that apply, regardless of their backgrounds, physical abilities, or mental abilities. It doesn't matter. They can turn down anybody. And private schools can ignore laws against discrimination that public schools must honor. So they can discriminate. They can say, no, oh, you're in a wheelchair. I don't want you here. They can you, do whatever they want and still take your public money. But again, and I may be dumb, and I know we've gone over this before, they're private. Why are they getting public funds? Right. Yeah. Pri- if, if you're private, and, you're, and most private schools are based on a religion. Tuition. Yeah. And, and there's again, tuition. Right. And if this ever happens by you, <laughs> yes. right? You should immediately what, vouchers. Just yeah, say uh, just you somehow you find out that your public school taxes are going towards private schools for some reason, right. some fucking loophole. You immediately take your son and march him up to every private school and go. My son is enrolled here now. <laughs> <laughs> I am. My money is going towards your school. <laughs> then my son goes here now. Granted, granted, we'll just stop in and be like, give us some lunch. Yeah, I mean, granted, <laughs> you don't want him going to a, a religious one, but say they have like a nice, nice one that's not religious. Right. You know, good programs, nice high-end computers and shit. Be like, yeah, go ahead, Owen, sit down. I pay for that fucking chair. You might as well reap the benefits. <laughs> it it does seem straightforward, but it, it's you're it's ever so confusing. I thought it was as simple as churches don't pay taxes, so they don't get the tax money to spend on their playgrounds. But I was wrong. Yeah, weird. Yeah. What do I know? <laughs> I, I still don't know how that one went through. I. The the thing with the the, the rubber tire thing? Is that yeah. what we're talking yeah. about? Yeah. The play yard, yeah. I, I, I don't understand how that happened. I don't either. <laughs> I'm absolutely... What, what was the argument that, that won them over? The Federalist Society got enough people that agree with them into the court. That's all it is. It's not based on logic. It's not based on what's right. It's based on the religion that the people follow. I wasn't sure if that went to a judge and or a That went to the Supreme right? Court. Yeah. Oh, God, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, they were like, cool, live it up. Uh, it was some, I can't remember what they said, because it's, they, 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 something, title something, title nine? That sounds right. By not giving them money, you're discriminated against them because they're religious, even though that's not why they're being discriminated right, against, it's because they don't pay taxes to begin with. It was with. something about the lower court mentioned that they were, they were Christian, so that they, sh- they shouldn't get the money, and the Supreme Court decided, well, since you mentioned they're Christian, you're, you're discriminating against them because you're, they're Christian. Right. Which okay, is Okay, so future reference, you only refer to them as private schools. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah, it got ruled that way because of semantics. And it was a narrow ruling, if I remember correctly, so they can't, it's not just you know, a free-for-all now, but it, it put the foot in the door, so. So, back to this Ohio thing real quick. The Center for Christian Virtue is really trying to 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 do this. They're really pushing for this with the support of a couple representatives. Why is this? Why did I start off about the money and, and bilking the state? Because the Center for Christian Virtue gets money from the schools that are going to be getting money from these vouchers. The Center for Christian Virtue also gives money to the campaigns of these representatives. Mm. Which the schools can't do. Right. The schools can't do that. It's illegal for the schools to do that. But if you throw this Center for Christian Virtue in, they can launder the money all they want. It's not even laundering. Like, it's just, it's 
a direct from hand to hand to hand that you can follow. And it goes straight right. into these representatives' hands and the, that Christian group. Um, so they're getting a ton of this money. So the money goes from our taxpayers to right. the schools, and the schools then turn around and give you know 10% of it back to the people that are deciding the laws. Correct. Wow. What the hell, Ohio? Get your shit in gear. No, oh, come on, please. It's <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Their shit is in gear. That's how they're making all this money. <laughs> Corruption. The amount of corruption in this country is appalling. <laughs> I, I would say yes. Yeah. Just look at Jared Kushner. <laughs> oh, yeah. $2 billion. Billion. Unbelievable. All right. Which I, was clearly a payoff. For oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. it was a payoff for his daddy-in-law um, not going after the Saudis for the Khashoggi killing. Yeah. Partially. And other things. But, you know. Thanks. Here's $2 billion. One of these Trump kids has got to go to jail. <laughs> Trump One of them does. I mean, Trump Jr. did two days after the election text the playbook for January 6th to Mark oh, Meadows. No. no, no, Karen. It was there was also one day before the election. Oh, a, a day before as well. Okay, there was. I believe there might have been some forwarding of emails on uh, how to steal the election. Wow. But yes, then there was text messages to Mark Meadows. Mm. We gotta hope something comes of that. I also did hear that uh, the the committee, the January sixth committee, is detailed out how Trump can be tried for something, crimes committed. I don't have any article, and to be honest, I'm just yeah, tired that's... of Trump. Like, can we just <laughs> sure? They finally determined a year and a half after January sixth happened that uh, the things that Trump did on live television were the things that he did. Thanks. <laughs> well, they needed to, you know. Get it all together. Yeah. You know, you just can't, you apparently you just can't state the obvious in this country. You need to, <laughs> you need backup. Right. But I'm hearing that some people on the committee are afraid to even put a recommendation into the Department of Justice because it might look political. Ugh. It might look a little political <sighs> to the Republicans who have been politicizing this from the fucking get-go. So what is the fucking difference? Just fucking do it. Yeah. It's not going to happen anyway. We all know it. We all know that one day Merrick Garland is not going to be like, I'm placing Donald Trump under arrest. Mm. Not going to happen. Seems unlikely. Yeah. I mean, it could very so well I, happen. I heard that it Merrick won't. Garland was going out of his way to block the January 6th committee from uh, seeing the documents that he had hidden at Mar-a-Lago in those 15 boxes. Mm. Wait. Yeah. Not only is he going to not do anything, he is going to work actively to shield Donald Trump. Which is so weird, we're gonna, but... We're never going to get that seven-hour gap in the phone records? Probably. No. What, no big deal. Sorry, Ray. I'm sure you had... To, I didn't mean to derail <laughs> the show with this bullshit. <laughs> it's fine. I'm so fucking mad. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> the next thing that I did have is... Uh, I mean, it's kind of COVID-related. It's COVID-adjacent, I guess. The ivermectin stuff. It's still going on. I don't know if you guys have been seeing anything. The news is as far as I can see, kind of stopped covering all the different people pushing ivermectin, but it's still out there. People, oh, Ray, yes. before you go on, this is a good time for me and Ian to announce our new business venture coming out. <laughs> okay. We're doing mock ivermectin trials. Ooh. Right? Where we're going to test oh, right. fake ivermectin on fake COVID patients um, to determine if it works. Uh, tickets start at what? Uh, $2,000? <laughs> <laughs> well, the VIP ticket started two thousand oh, okay, dollars. Okay. We will we will sell you a ticket for to make a virtual appearance at this clinical virtual trial mm -hmm. for 
$29.95 plus tax. Sounds good. We're also looking right. for mock doctors and mock patients <laughs> to uh, do this. Don't forget and the shit, mock we, nurses. We need mock nurses. Yeah, we, we might even have a mock Fauci show up and try to stop us, and then we'll throw him out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Get him. Yeah. Make it like a wrestling thing. <laughs> oh, no! It's Dr. Fauci! <laughs> Sorry, Ray, go ahead. <laughs> just want to get that out there real quick. Okay, sure. You can't miss those business opportunities. <laughs> yeah. So the ivermectin stuff, there are stories. And uh, there's an article on NBCNews.com. People advocating giving ivermectin to babies. Oh. There are patients sneaking it into hospitals inside teddy bears. And there's even a, a candidate for attorney general in Wisconsin who has said... That loved ones are being murdered because ivermectin is being withheld from them in the hospital. So, wasn't there a story a few months ago that we talked about where weren't they giving a baby ivermectin? Oh yeah, or yeah, somebody almost yeah, killed yeah. their kid. Yeah, right. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I guess that one slipped by them. Yeah, yeah. the but The actual link from the article goes to a Vice article that talks about it. There are multiple instances. And and one of them is uh, is the baby turning blue, the story that we had a few weeks ago. So yeah, it's it's still out there. It's still happening. I just thought I would mention it. I I don't think we need to linger on it. If you believe that ivermectin's a, a cure, you're you really right. Well, yeah, but there, but there was another clinical study that just um, published not too long ago. I don't know um, where it was, but. Um, I can find it if anybody's interested. That says that you know, unless you've got worms, in fact, ivermectin does not help your COVID. If you got worms, it helps because it makes you generally healthier. But that's the only circumstance where it makes a difference. Or so care to help you believe. Hmm. Yeah, but again, it this is not based in fact. This is based in belief. Somehow, it's the cult of ivermectin. Okay, it's the cult of believing anything but the actual answer. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Any batshit crazy thing thrown at me, but the actual legitimate one that we know has worked in the past. Right. And there there are new drugs coming out all the time. There are new drugs you can take, which is just a pill, which reduces uh, severe COVID by like 50%. It's crazy. They actually stopped the trial because they didn't want to give people the placebo anymore. They're like, no, everybody take this. This is really good. <laughs> <laughs> so, but will they take it? Probably not. They'll insist on ivermectin and fine, whatever. Let me consult with Dr. Rogan, please. Yeah, exactly. The other thing that I have here, this is an article on NHPR, which is some sort of conglomeration between the New New Hampshire Public Radio and NPR. But uh, there's a story in New Hampshire, a bunch of postcards, which contain photos of celebrities from Johnny Depp to Jim Gaffigan. That's a weird combination. <laughs> but they've got pictures of these celebrities, but they're promoting the claim that the world is going to end on Good Friday. Isn't that Friday? Hmm. I think that's this Friday, right? Yeah, yeah. that's this Friday. Hmm. Sweet. We got one last show in before the end. <laughs> Sweet. So, you know, there you go. You gotta get prepared for Friday. World's gonna end. Why? I don't know. There's nothing. I couldn't find anything as to why it was going to end or what the basis of this, but it's QAnon. So. Mm. Oh, okay. They, they sent mailers to people's houses. Yes. Like postcards. Yes. So that's weird. To warn us of this? Just in New Hampshire. They don't care about you. <laughs> right. That's fine. Is there anything we can do to stop it? Why warn us then? <laughs> right. <laughs> Are they asking for anything or just letting you know so you can, you know, duck and cover? Yeah. In case I was going to, like, keep it low key for my birthday. <laughs> now I'm going to go nuts. <laughs> 
So they contacted, I, public radio contacted the person uh, claiming to have sent the postcards. They didn't disclose their name or their state of residence. However, the postcards were apparently mailed from Kansas. Uh, the return address was a P.O. box in Portsmouth. When asked how much they spent on the mailer, the person responded, a lot. An amount of money that crazy people don't have. Nope. Oh, there are plenty of crazy people with money. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I, I I don't even know what to, to make of that. An amount of money that crazy people don't have. Have you seen Elon Musk? <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of a lot of crazy people money, that's for mm. sure. You mean the new owner of Twitter? Yeah. If you think you're gonna be able to send that tweet without depositing at least three Dogecoins per tweet, <laughs> you're out of your mind. I'm very curious if this Twitter thing went down with him based solely on the fact that that kid who was tracking his airplane and posting it on Twitter, and he kept begging him to, to stop doing it, and he wouldn't. Who knows, maybe. <laughs> like, he, is there an off chance he just did that just to stop that kid? <laughs> there is. I'm sure it was, I'm sure that was one of the motivating factors, yes. It's non-zero chance, that's, that's for sure. He's no longer going to be on the board, though, so that's, there's that. Mm. Allegedly. You know, probably because the first meeting with them, when he said, I'd like to become a member of the board, he said, and I want to get, I want you to take that kid off. And <laughs> they went... No, we're not going to do that. <laughs> He's probably also like, hey, do you remember when I uh, tweeted out that that diver who rescued all those kids was a pedo? <laughs> Please erase that and pretend like I never said it. And they were like, also, no? Yeah. <laughs> if I were there, I'd be like, okay, yeah, we'll do that. Because there's no pictures of it anywhere, sir. Right. right. Nobody else has that anywhere. <laughs> well, he deleted it off of Twitter, so it's already gone from there. <laughs> <laughs> Archive.org. All right, back on to uh, this whole pedophile thing, because it's everywhere now. Oh, no. Right. And to the main story that I mentioned at the beginning, Minnie Mouse, how Minnie Mouse and pedophilia uh, cross. So there's an article in Rolling Stone, again, about a new Target. So Target, the store, uh, they have a Disney gift card that you can get for $100. And oh. the claims by the conspiracy theorists is that this gift card has Minnie Mouse, uh, yeah, Minnie Mouse's dress looks like a, a penis, a dick. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now. The picture was posted, I glanced at a corner of my eye, and I was like, oh, she has a dildo in her hand. <laughs> so that's... That's what I saw. <laughs> that's Mickey's hand reaching around her. Holding a dildo. So clearly this is Disney subtly supporting the whole pedophilia thing because Mickey Mouse is holding a dildo in front of Minnie. I, even if you see it as a dick, which, okay, I get it. I still don't get how you get the leap to Disney supports pedophilia. But. Right, or you just make that leap for fun, <laughs> but I'm with you. Like, that is clearly a piece. This is not doctored in any way. That is not. No, Disney Disney animators have been sneaking penises into their art for like forty years now. This is not a sneak, though, Ian. I mean, but okay, neither is this other stuff. I'm very confused. Is so the blue, the light blue, is her dress? Yes, correct. That's her. The tip of the penis is her shoulder. Her arms are wrapped around. Oh, neck, okay, that's a, a, okay. That's where I got confused because I didn't realize her arms were around her shoulder. Because I'm like, well, it looks like the top of the dress is like covering her mouth, but that's her shoulder. Okay. Yes, that is her shoulder, the dress. Yeah. The sack is, is the back of her dress. Because <laughs> I wasn't even sure. I was like, well, wait a minute. Is that supposed to be a rack? 
And I'm like, now her tits are like pushed up against her mouth. No, <laughs> no, she's got poofy okay. shoulders and she's reaching. Right, you know, right. Yeah. yeah. It's a very confused. I, I think it's confusing because <laughs> of the color. If that were r- red, like he's wearing, I don't think that would be as obvious. Or the polka dot really dress s- that she normally wears. Yeah, because it looks like she's like, again, I thought she was holding a dragon style dildo. <laughs> what do they call those? Those uh, nerve bad dragon? Sure. <laughs> I don't know. Jeff knows. <laughs> Actually, great show. So they have since replaced the card to remove it. Uh, it now looks like like this, where Minnie is just leaning over and giving Mickey a kiss on the cheek. So there you go. Yeah, a kiss on the cheek. Which, as you know, Disney is a family friendly company, so they're pro pedophile. <laughs> Glad you're continuing uh, the clearly Mickey's obvious. Cheek stuff. looks like a giant yeah. penis. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with Disney changing this because. It does look like a dick. <laughs> it's like there's just no getting around it. <laughs> True. Uh, and I realize, you know, someone's like, oh, Jesus, how did we not notice this? But uh, clearly they're not hiring me and Ian to go over their artwork. <laughs> Spot dicks. <laughs> so Jeff said that he had never seen a, one of these gift cards. Now, supposedly these were specifically being sold at Target stores. Um, so you could go to Target and get the, the Disney gift card to give to somebody, and it would be $100 at Disney. I don't know. At the parks? But, at the Disney store? To put towards your Disney Plus bill? How does how does one use a Disney yeah, gift card? And this is just a, I, and this is a Target gift card, just with Disney theme. Oh! Yeah, it's, you can use it anywhere okay. in Target, I assume. So it is not a gift card that I'm using to buy necessarily Disney merchandise. Uh, I thought it was, right. but I, just... I don't know that I in any way. That was uh, just I mean, assumption. does it really make a difference? Right. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, okay, it was what I yeah, originally had suggested. It is a gift card that you use at Disney parks and Disney stores. Ha <laughs> ha! That's what I thought. So their theory is, is that they put a big cock in Minnie's hand. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes. A big blue cock in Minnie's hand. And that is to... Get kids to wait. No, is this turning kids gay or pedophilia? I'm confused on which one this is. I feel like this could be either or. This is just Disney subtly coming out and saying that we we're we're for pedophilia. Which really? I don't know. I'm just making it up, man. Are, no, no, no. Is that what they're saying? I think so. It's pedophilia because I'm just wondering. I'm like, I'm like, why does a big, large blue dick represent pedophilia? According to the Oklahoma GOP state Senate candidate Jaron Jackson, who posted a rant on Twitter, he claimed the. People at Disney are pedophiles pushing a satanic, godless, child predatory perspective. There you go. Based on that picture. So all those things he said, <laughs> so many components of them aren't false, uh-huh. but I feel like he intentionally framed them in a misleading way. Yes. Well, Disney is the new enemy of Fox News, so mm. Right. Wow, are they gonna Guess lose that it. fight? <laughs> they have no idea how That's what happens when you when you cross the mouse. <laughs> their twenty twenty the presumptive twenty twenty four candidate. Yeah. Do not mess with the mouse. Alright. Last thing that I got. This switches gears completely onto uh pseudoscience. There is a new supplement that proclaims itself to be the first productivity drink. Not energy drink, productivity drink. Because anything can give you energy. But then you bottom right. out. This is a productivity drink. Mm. I need to know its more. Its name is Magic Mind. Yeah, yeah. It's got magic in it. <laughs> that nearly tells you <laughs> enough. It claims, it says that each shot 
contains a magical combination of 12 active ingredients designed to stimulate focus, creativity, energy, and motivation while decreasing stress, oxidation, and decreases post-exercise inflammation in the body. It does this with four types of ingredients. Matcha is the first ingredient, specifically ceremonial-grade matcha. <laughs> that will give you energy and adaptogens. Adaptogens? Uh, I'm sorry. Adaptogens. The, the, the matcha gives you energy. Adaptogens is the second type of ingredient, uh, including, I don't know how to pronounce this, ashwagandha and turmeric. So oh, turmeric. That's the, been a popular one recently. Adaptogens, apparently. They help. What was the third one that has? Turmeric? Tumor, no, before turmeric and after adaptogens. Uh, ashwagandha? Oh, uh, okay. I feel like I've heard of that. I don't know that. what that is. The first, matcha, is just green tea. It's it's green tea, right. like, powdered. So, mm. yeah. Uh, it also has nootropics, I guess. N-O-O tropics. Yes. So, oh, I was really hoping that was N-U. <laughs> <laughs> such as lion's mane mushrooms, Choline, and I'm not even going to try that. Uh, maybe I will. Phos- Phosphatidated. Uh, nope, I, you lost me. I got no idea. <laughs> when you get over six syllables, I'm I'm done. Right. Uh, and the fourth type of ingredient, it has honey because honey makes you happy. That's on the label. <laughs> mm. And they also say below honey, it says found in pyramids. Pyramids in all caps with an exclamation point. They found this particular honey in pyramids, or they I have they have found honey in pyramids. <laughs> I think that the 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 idea is they found honey in pyramids at one point, so we put honey in this. Okay, pyramids. Well, they're known to focus the mind. Pyramids, <laughs> magic from another day. Yeah. Oh my goodness! I'm absolutely going to try this. <laughs> so this is on science based medicine, and the author basically says. It appears to be one of those everything but the kitchen sink supplement mixtures. It's cobbled together from ingredients that seem to be supported by some cherry-picked studies while they're ignoring other studies that might be negative toward different things. Um, It's an innovative marketing ploy, but it seems to be more magic than science. Well, I mean, it is called Magic Mind, so we're kind of on Front Street about that. Mm. I love it. (laughs) I have joked about this for years because I would always be like, no, I don't take five-hour energy until they come out with a drink called five-hour motivation. <laughs> five-hour energy is not right. going to help me. And then they did. It, and it's got <laughs> honey in it. That's only four bucks a bottle. That's a bargain. Well, that's if you subscribe. Oh, no, wait. It's six bucks a bottle. Yeah. I lied. That's for two. I have to com- I have to subscribe and commit to uh, regular monthly delivery to save the 34%. And the- Still, for six bucks, I'm going to try one if I ever find one. Two fluid ounces, just to, you know, that's not not yeah. large. It's a shot. Yep. Not trying to refresh myself. If you if you look at it, you I think you better like green tea to try it because it is. I mean, granted, the images on here are clearly computer generated, but it is really green. Like it's very green. So green tea, I think, is is the key, and it also compares itself to coffee and energy drinks. Coffee and energy drinks gives you caffeine, and coffee contains helpful antioxidants. But they also cause you anxiety, sleeplessness, and harmful. <laughs> and uh, did you say and harmful? I did. Yes. Mm. <laughs> uh, harmful. Much like our our favorite listener Jeff pointed out, I love I love their logo. <laughs> Look, like clearly they had MS Paint, right? 
but didn't know how to use any of the writing tools. So they just tried to draw it with the paintbrush. <laughs> and that's how it came out, because that's exactly how it looks on their bottles and their website. It's I ridiculous. Thought, I thought Jeff just made that. No, no, no that's, that's I'm, I'm at their website right now. That's 100 percent the what, what they went with. Yep. Beyond so, coffee. This doesn't look harmful in any way. I sure try it. See what you think. Not um, necessarily. I feel like Hypatia just warned us that too much concentrated matcha causes liver damage. Oh, I hadn't heard that. I only read it in the chat just now. Okay. Hmm. I'd have to do more. Well, maybe that's more why exploration it... to get more. But but I have at the moment I have no reason not to trust what they've claimed. So I'll investigate more. Well, that's probably why the serving size of one bottle is two fluid ounces. It's uh, <laughs> it's not a lot. Uh, and I'm pretty sure that that drinking any sort of energy drink at a higher rate than than one can a day or whatever is probably right. dangerous for you as well. Probably. Anyway, that's that's this week's uh, pseudoscience because they do claim it to be scientifically engineered, which no, no, it's not. Come on, you just threw a bunch of stuff together that you think you think might work and sell. I mean, that's really what we're going for. But who knows? Maybe it'll be the next best thing. Probably not. It's too green. I don't think <laughs> probably, people probably not. We'll probably end up like this guy in the picture, and we'll all be jaundiced. <laughs> Needing a liver transplant. Yep. Yep. That doesn't sound good. All right, that's all I have. You guys have anything else? Sort of, but it's just super quick because it goes along with our new super gross catchphrase. So. As far as real pedophilia is concerned, uh, as as I had stumbled onto the Paul Walker information, and as I'm always, always anti Ted Nugent. Oh, sure. I, I did you? I saw it just the other day that Courtney Love spoke out and said that in her first meeting with Ted Nugent when she was 12 years old, um, he had her give him a blowjob. Hmm. Whoa! 12? Yeah. Wow. Yep, I think she talked about it on the Howard Stern show. I don't like but I'm not Courtney sure. Love or believe her in a lot of things. No, However, <laughs> she is Ted the Nugent. person who first spoke out against uh, Weinstein. So yeah, in like a, that that uh, you know, she did it in a in a quick like red carpet interview way, but it turned out to be super accurate. Right. Yeah. So this. So you're right. I also don't like her. I'm more inclined to believe her because she has been truthful about that stuff in the past. I just well, and Ted Nugent is a known pedophile. Uh, yeah, Ted Nugent is a well-known pedophile. I guess my only hesitation, I was, I, I didn't understand why she's hanging out with Ted Nugent at twelve. Yeah, like how, who arranged that? Why would something like that happen? Well, because she, she's not like to, I'm going to have to assume that was late seventies, early eighties. I assume so too. I just, I, I don't know how she ends up in that that sphere, like without a parent, because she yeah. wasn't always Courtney Love. I thought she was just like a drifter slash stripper that that know. Nirvana guy met one but day. But not at twelve. Would you not be Would you not be surprised to find out that like her parents were like low grade celebrities or something? I would be surprised by that. Oh, really? I would. Because yeah. every time I thought oh, she was a nobody. Every time I hear about somebody famous, I go, "Oh, their father is also happened to be blank." I'm like, "What?" Right. Right. I guess you I know, wouldn't I, be that surprised. But uh, yeah, that was that was a horrifying story that I read earlier this week. Apart from that, I've got nothing. Well, I'm sure he'll pay no price for that. <laughs> yeah, her parents were a psychotherapist and a publisher and road manager for the Grateful Dead. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, there's there your you answer. Go. Boom. <laughs> You're right. I was mistaken. It's completely accurate. <laughs> Fucking Nugent. <laughs> also explains how Courtney Love wound up the, the way she did. 
Yeah, that's going to fuck with you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, Discord's going nuts, and I'm just I'm just laughing at it. Okay. <laughs> uh, if there's nothing else. No. No, sir. Okay, I'm going to wrap it up for this week, then. Uh, first, I want to thank our patrons for supporting the podcast, uh, especially for those of you who could be here tonight. Alpha, Grinch, Hessen Gishin, Hypatia, and Jeff. We do appreciate uh, the feedback as we record. If you enjoy the podcast, you can support it by joining them, signing up on our Patreon page, come and talk to us as we record, uh, or you can share the podcast on social media, give us a review wherever you happen to listen. If you want to contact us, you can, again, post something on our Facebook page or tweet at ProfaneArg. Also, please check out other shows on the soon-to-be-named network. It is a podcasting network of which we are a part. You can find all the different shows at soontobenamednetwork.com. Again, thanks for listening, and until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. Rest in peace, Gilbert. I'm Jared. Nice. <laughs> this is Ian. Thank you. Aflac. Good night, <laughs> and may your God be with you. Thank you.